This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Star Wars Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. Talking about Star Wars. So as we continue mm-hmm. to go through the back catalog of Star Wars movies, we finally we finished the prequels, thank God. We did A New Hope a while ago, so now it's time for Empire Strikes Back. Did we do Attack of the Clones? Yeah, we did. You sure about that? Did we? (laughs) I don't know that we did. We did? Okay. What tambour, baby? And uh, this previous weekend, uh, Scott and I went to see uh, Empire Strikes Back at the Hollywood Bowl, where it was scored live by the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra, so it's top of mind. We're going to discuss. (laughs) Oh, Phil was there? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Phil was there. Uh, first of all, that was an awesome experience. If you haven't done anything like that, do it. Uh, it was just fun watching it with a huge crowd. I mean, this is only the second time I've ever seen, or third time I've ever seen this movie in a, on the big screen. Although the big screen was far away. From, <laughs> far, from, far away. From where we were sitting. But having the, the screen crowd far, cheer, far away. Pull out the lightsabers. Time, a new character jumped on screen was hilarious. Swooning when Han and Leia kissed. Uh, yelling out did, did everybody go ooh yeah <laughs> and then when Leia kissed Luke everyone was just like no there was, was some fun. swinging for that too there was true <laughs> um, so yeah so this movie came ooh. out in 1980 directed by Irvin Kirshner uh, written by the Kirsch Leigh Brackett I don't even know that and Lawrence Kasdan story by George Lucas starring Mark Hamill Harrison Ford Carrie Fisher and the rest. I'm not going to go over the rest of that list. They didn't add writers for like the updated version, did they? Like the special editions? Yeah. No, I don't think so. They didn't really change the story, but and, and except, Empire of all of they them did. <laughs> Empire of all of them didn't change that much. Wampa yeah, that and much. I don't even know what else. Did uh, Luke screams on the way down? Yeah. Okay. Did. You guys talking about like the the Redux or whatever the remaster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, was there more to Cloud City? A little bit. They showed a couple more establishing shots that were kind of cool, and they had more. Um, uh, like th- they had one scene in particular, you know, when Leia's walking back and forth in the window. Yeah. They updated that scene, and it actually looked really, really good. Other yeah. than that, like the background and the scenery and stuff that you saw through the windows when they were walking through Cloud City and stuff, all that looked great. Yeah, they just kind of did some stuff in the background shots, but no, nothing big. And some Millennium Falcon shots, like Alex said. Mm-hmm. The yeah, screen. See, if they would have yeah, just kept it like that, just prettying up everything else, you know, just touching up the special effects to modernize them a bit more. Well, yeah, you know the rest. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll get into our list. Seven things we like or dislike about this movie. I, I'll be interested to see if we have any dislikes for this. Uh, I feel like this could be a love fest, but uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Oh, 
So you guys probably weren't even alive when this came out, right? I was I was three. Nope. Yeah, I was one. Came okay. out what eighty one? Eighty. You weren't. You probably weren't even one yet. Oh yeah, that's right. I wasn't born yet. This probably came out in the summer. April, May, as it usually. Yeah, May. Yeah. I remember seeing this. I know I saw it in the theater as a kid. I don't know if it was opening weekend or if it was you know like a year after release, but I saw it as a double feature with uh, the Last Unicorn and Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> um, I was too little to really know what was going on, but I remember it was Star Wars, and um, obviously I do remember spoiling the Darth Vader stuff with my parents. <laughs> and that dark unic- the uh, last unicorn is fucked up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then I saw it obviously when they did the special editions in the late '90s. I saw it then in yeah. the theater. Uh, bootleg copy as a kid, also at home on VHS all the time. And then just yesterday, <laughs> oh, the feds are gonna come after you. <laughs> And then yesterday at the Hollywood Bowl. So, uh, yeah, that's my history with it. I'm assuming you guys home video for the most part, and then the special editions as well. I, I actually don't own any Star Wars movies. Boo. So, so I just want to establish something. Like I, I greatly enjoy Star Wars. I get on the hype train along with everybody else, but I don't think I hold it quite as high as you guys do. You're high. Yeah. I think I've mentioned that before on the podcast, but just want to toss yeah. it out there. But you saw it mostly on home at home video and stuff. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. I definitely saw that shit at home. I, I might have seen. I, I vaguely remember seeing uh, Return of the Jedi uh, in theaters, but that might have been like a like a late run kind of deal. Yeah, I definitely saw that in theaters. Yeah, me too. I cried. Then I, then I remember seeing the remastered. I don't know if I saw all three of them, but anyway. Yep. That's all I got to say about that. Right. Well, let's get into the list. The seven things all go first. Um, my number seven is, and I think I've mentioned this in the past. It's now when I rewatch it, it's harder. It's a little slower, but whatever. Number seven is the introduction of Yoda and the learning and expanding of the force. That's my number seven. Jeebus, so. this is way higher in my list. Yeah, I know. This is for me. This doesn't resonate as it does with most people. So, so yeah. mostly expanding the mythos. Well, expand. Well, Yoda himself, and then expanding the mythos. Okay. Yeah. Um, since it sounds like Alex has more to say about this, I won't say much more now, and we'll talk about it later. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so that's my number seven, uh, Alex. My number seven. It's a small thing, but I thought it was like the coolest. Just a last little bit of special effects at the very end of the movie. Spoiler alert. When uh, the doctor's testing Luke's hand and he's poking his fingers. He's like, ow, hey. And you see the metal tubes going up and down, like reacting to to his hand. And they're timed perfectly. So when he wiggles his fingers, you know, at the very end, he goes, clack, 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 clack. Yeah. Then he closes his skin flaps. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> skin flaps. Yeah. It was. I always remember as a kid, I'd be bored in school, and I get my pencil and I poke my <laughs> fingers, and I would pretend I was Luke Skywalker, and I would do Ow, that. Hey, <laughs> yeah, give myself lead poisoning just to pretend to be like Luke. <laughs> uh, all right, Scott, number seven. All right, so my number seven is uh, Admiral uh, Piet. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Piet. Uh, goes quickly from captain to admiral <laughs> in the span of of one uh, uh, camera monitor. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
Seriously. I, watching the game, I, I, you know, I, I loved that, that the whole scene kind of takes place off cam, well, off screen as it were, but on on that monitor, <laughs> and you see, uh, like, uh, the guy Ozzel. being choked, force choked, and Piet's... Admiral Ozzel. Is it Ozzel? Yeah. Yeah. Admiral Ozzel being choked out, <laughs> and uh, Piet, <laughs> just his kind of reaction, and then, like, the kind of, uh, like, almost fish lens scope of the the monitor camera adds a layer of comedy that, that I'm not sure was intentional, uh... But it is kind of funny, and it does like the 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 screen wipe <laughs> to go on to the next scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have more to say about these uh, promotions later on. But um, <laughs> I mean, that scene's brutal. Where that guy's also not even dead yet; he's still like choking yeah. on the ground, and the other guy's already <laughs> been promoted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, like, okay, so good. So that was also the first time they established kind of the the long distance force. Yeah, like, uh, like st- uh, special plug to Star Wars and Character Podcast. They call it the Skype choke. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, so they were really still, they were still like in the same flotilla, right? When he did that? I have no idea. Um, no, because yeah. he was closer to Hoth because he said he, they, um, you know, he, oh, Admirals thought surprise would be a better blah, blah, this and that. And Vader was, still on his way over there so i think he might have been a few light years away well i thought they were in the same flotilla but he was like in his like whatever chamber chamber and so they woke him up to let him know what was going on they woke him up to let him know what was going on and maybe when vader got there that's when he contacted him yeah Yeah. that's good yeah we've come out of light speed and we're preparing to (laughs) you failed me for the last all right i'm not gonna do it All right, my number six is the whole asteroid field chase uh, with the Millennium Falcon and the TIE Fighters and the whole Empire trying to get Han and Leia. Uh, Just the music that was, once again, last night, that was one of the best songs they played. Um, The side shot of the Millennium Falcon swooping and chasing, or, you know, going in between, ducking and diving from the uh, TIE Fighters. Really cool. Um, And just... The vampire reporting back to Vader that they've entered an asteroid field, and he's, I don't want excuses, so they're just going in there. And you can actually see one time during one of the Skype calls, the <laughs> guy just flutters out of existence because he just got destroyed by an asteroid. Ah, oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then and it's fit- just Han Solo being the best. Never tell me the odds. That got a huge uh, roar in the crowd last night. So good. <laughs> Everybody constantly telling C3PO to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that that whole sequence is awesome. And then it finishes with that super cool, uh, like loop that they make to go into the cavern. I know, and it holds up so well. And that's that's, and that was not redone for special. I mean, I'm sure maybe they cleaned it up a bit, but that's still the same model and everything. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. There is one. If I nitpicked when at one point where those two X wings fall in it and it flips up uh, ninety degrees to fit through the tight little cavern, and the X wing, the Tie Fighters don't. Looks like it might not have fit too, but whatever. It's still good. <laughs> so think, yeah, like all of a sudden, uh, like a Tie Fighter <laughs> would not would would be the same width, or it'd actually be smaller. Well, because the asteroids were coming together, and they just the Millennium Falcon made it through right as they were coming. You know, well, it was barely too late, and then yeah. they got closer together because they're asteroids. You know, that's what they do. 
and then they then they couldn't fit. That's a different. I'm talking about a different one. You're right about one, but there's one where it's one big asteroid, it's like closer to the bigger one, and he does a little. It's like a canyon, and he flips it over. Whatever. Uh, maybe it's just a stupid pilot then. Um, that's why Han Solo's the best. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex, number six. My number six is the thing that uh, kind of ends that uh, chase when he realizes that the hyperdrive isn't working. Yeah, uh, Han Solo has this brilliant idea where he just goes into attack position and he floats, floats above the bridge and then he disappears completely. It turns out he's just like, Hiding, <laughs> stuck on the back of the ship, waiting until they dumped their garbage. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. Look, that he's going to attack the ship. Shields, Shields up. up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He no longer appears in our scopes. <laughs> Admiral, Lord Vader wants an update on the pursuit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Captain Nita. That's right. It wasn't. It wasn't PIA. It was Nita because that's when he. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. And Piet doesn't die until the third one. Spoiler alert for any Piet fans out there. Yeah. I mean, he he just dies when they blow up Vader's ship, right? He never gets, like, individually killed. Yeah. No, kind of. The A-Wing smashes into the bridge, and he's right there. Right. Okay. Intensify forward firepower. Too late! <laughs> yeah, I kept hoping as an encore to the show last night, they would just play Return of the Jedi. But they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, number six. All right, uh, number six, and this is probably higher on at least Jeff's list, uh, is that Luke is way outmatched. Uh, like, Yoda tells him not to go, but he's not ready. And then uh, Obi-Wan tells him not to go, and he does anyways. His heart's in the right place, that he wants to save his friends. Um, and really, that's as close, like, in, in uh, Empire, that's the close thing they come as to really giving a motivation to how somebody could slip to the dark side. Like, not this bullshit about, like, oh, well, this person you love is going to might become sick later, but you can save them now. Like, mm-hmm. the the stakes here are very, very real, where um, Luke's, like, new family, Han and Leia, are in danger. And so he has to either stick around and hope to, like, basically vindicate his time there or go to try to save them. And, uh, you know, he goes to save them, and then... Just as uh, they predicted, he gets his ass kicked. Um, and uh, I, I'm sure we'll talk more about this further down the list, but uh, yeah, Luke Luke gets a couple of good licks in, but yeah, he gets fucking dominated. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no way was he ready for that fight. Uh, but yeah, I, I just like that whole idea of yeah, Luke Luke made a choice and they warned him about it and you know it happened exactly like they said it would. The, his teachers... Yeah, I mean, and he doesn't change anything. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. I mean, well, he, he well, there's, they, they moved the plot along, but that's about it. Yeah. But what really moved, other than him finding out who he Vader was, right? His friends had already escaped. They had to go back and save his ass. Yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that that yeah, I, I really like that. That yeah, that, that you're right. At the end of the day, he didn't it doesn't change anything. Right. He lost a hand, and um, <laughs> Leia lost a Han. And, <laughs> yeah. whoa, uh-huh. uh, they had to risk their escape to go back and save him, so. All right, all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> all right. Um, so my number five? Is that right here? Yeah. All right, uh, we'll, we'll piggyback off of uh, 
what you're just saying here. Now, this is no, never mind. I'm going to change it to Lando Patrol is my number five. Lando, I love the way they set him up. Um, you know, he's awesome in six as a good guy. Or yeah, episode six is a good guy. But in this one, yeah, he's a dick. I mean, he's smooth, but when he gets betrayed, I remember being so upset at him for the longest time. <laughs> and that whole reveal of him taking him, you know, and Vader opens it opens the door, and Vader's there, and Han shoots first there. God damn it! Why didn't you yeah. edit that out, Lucas? You... Um, anyway, I, yeah, it's 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 really good writing too because they uh, Leia asked him like I think a couple times like do you trust this guy and like, maybe, I maybe, don't trust maybe, him either but he clearly does yeah maybe, maybe the second time it was a little, like it was a little bit much for Leia to ask again but uh, the first time he basically says no but he doesn't like the Empire so this is what right. we got and yeah, yeah. T- and from Lando's point of view he said I me mean, yeah what are you gonna do the Empire shows up and you want to keep your operation and all the people there safe. Yeah, and this, and if you watch the solo movie now, it, they're not the, they're not like their best friends. They just kind of know each other from the past. So like, yeah, why not sell your this guy out to save your whole city and everything? So he was in a tough spot. Like getting all that. So I just like it. It's this is not he's not a twirling mustache bad guy, but the betrayal fits for the Star Wars story, uh, the redemption, all that stuff. So everything about that, I really like, and I just that scene too of. And I love that Chewbacca's the first one that smells a trap, right? He looks back. He knows something's wrong. Door opens. Han is Han. He doesn't care if it's Darth Vader. I'm going to fucking shoot you. And Vader's like, fuck you. I'm Darth Vader. Give me that gun, bitch. And <laughs> Great then Bo- writing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett shows up. Lobot shows up. Uh, it's awesome. I think Jeff just went through the rest of his list just now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there it is. Number five. The Lando Betrayal at Cloud City. Mm-hmm. Alex, my number five is. I thought it was a cool moment, and it was uh, a neat little scene to show that Luke had really grown in between movies. That's when he's trapped upside down in the ice cave, yeah. and he can't do it at first, but he has to really concentrate in order to force pull the lightsaber that's out of reach. That was awesome. Like, yeah. The first time I saw that, I was blown away. I was like, Holy shit! He's doing it. He's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. He's got to do it. So, question for you guys. Does the Wampa have, like, some kind of frost breath or something like that? Like He is Force-sensitive. How do you stick him to the roof? The ceiling? Yeah. Yeah, so back to Star Wars in character, they, they talked about that. He has a really hot saliva or something like that, and he just, like... Oh, he melts it. Melts it, sticks okay. him up there. That's some stupid book reason, but... Also, don't get mad at me. This is all stuff that was canon. It's no longer canon, so I don't know what is anymore. So, but whatever. Just, I'll take that as what had happened. Okay, yeah, it's probably right. Um, I buy that. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time you see the Force being able to move objects. Because in A New Hope, that never happens, does it? Yeah. Well, kind of. When Obi Wan uh, flips a switch, Which right? Switch? Doesn't he flip a switch? No, he uses his hands. Damn it, what am I thinking? I guess I'm thinking of something else. I mean, he distracts yeah. stormtroopers. Maybe, maybe you're thinking of space balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so, right. yeah, if I'm pretty sure that's the first time you see the... And that's one of the most famous things the Force does, right? For, oh, no, I'm thinking of when Vader flipped the switch for the carbonite. My bad. Right. So, just another cool moment. We, we, we take it for granted now, but yeah, that was the first time that you could see the Force could, could do that. So... Mm-hmm. 
So cool. Well, yeah, and that got a huge roar in the crowd yesterday, too. Um, right, Scott. All right, so my number five is uh, when the William Falcon finally escapes. <laughs> the the you know the whole the whole movie the running plotline gag is the, the hyperdrive doesn't work. Um, they told me to fix it. I swear. Uh, each time, like everybody's like completely helpless getting this thing going. It's not uh, my fault. Yeah, but yeah. the but the the best part about that though is after it does go into hyperspace, and it cuts back to the bridge. And Darth Vader does that double take, <laughs> yeah. where he sees him go, he looks away, and then he looks back, and he just kind of stalks off, and everybody's just silent. Like, oh, <laughs> they didn't, so... want, didn't want to cough, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. Like yeah. just him, like doing that double take. Like <laughs> that's as like emotive as he gets, just about. Other than like holding out his fist. Um, Gross. Yeah, but yeah, and then just silently stalking off. They kind of they have a long shot of the bridge of him just walking off and everybody's fucking terrified around him <laughs> but, uh, yeah it was, it was really good I always thought like that's how pissed off he was that he didn't even have time to <laughs> yeah. smoke a bitch yeah he couldn't even <laughs> he couldn't focus on the force enough to make it happen yeah like remember as a kid like you did something so bad that your parents didn't yell or ground you immediately and you're like oh fuck this is gonna be <laughs> bad like that's how I being. like uh-huh. you didn't get the typical just yelling from your dad or whatever. like oh god this is i really fucked up this time. that's how i always felt like everyone on the <laughs> on the bridge felt when that happened uh so good and uh yeah that's r2d2 coming to his own right there yeah he's probably he right. probably probably picked up an std though <laughs> yeah well he did he got fried yeah <laughs> All right, so we're on to my number four, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, so mine is the Luke uh, versus Vader fight. Um, we talked about it before, just the, the first fight. It vis- visually, all of them look awesome. Just the silhouettes, the smoke, the orange lights, awesome. Uh, Vader just with the one-handed ass whooping, as we mentioned many times before. Mm-hmm. That first time is far too easy and... And Luke's just jumping around doing tricks, but nothing really that great. Just puts smoke in his face. Oh, and he does kick him off the ledge. Not sure how that worked out, but uh then the next one with him just throwing shit at him. He throwing him out the window, hitting him with T V sets and radios and whatever yeah. else. Yeah, and Luke, then of course Luke runs out of steam real fast when he starts having things thrown at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then the final one on the little walkway out in the antenna area or whatever that is and and that's where Vader, like, that first swing is a haymaker, man. He wasn't trying to convert Luke at that point. He went for the head, and Luke just barely gets yeah. out of the way. Uh, he's still kind of toying with him, and then Luke gets a little lucky shot in, and that's when Vader's like, fuck this, I'm taking your hand. Boom! Chops it off. And then, of course, revealing to the, the biggest spoiler of all time. Um, yeah, so the whole... I don't think it's just my favorite. I think I like Return of the Jedi better, I think. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, but I it's really, tough. I it's really awesome. do like uh, this battle. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, yeah, Luke, everything that we mentioned before with Scott's uh, topic, just like, man, Luke shouldn't have been there, and he doesn't do anything. Lose his hand. <laughs> he shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> yeah, and the only important thing is he finds out that it's his father. Um, but yeah, awesome. That's my number four. Alex. Well, strap in, because I got two Yoda entries in this one. <laughs> All right, I'm strapped. So, uh, yeah, number four is the intro to Yoda, which was perfect. 
It's just this little goblin guy. <laughs> Wait, put your weapon. I mean, you no harm. Oh, okay. He's... Now get your ship out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> annoying dig. He's going through his pack, throwing stuff out. Like, nah. Until he finds the light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even R2's trying to wrestle it away from him. Oh, that's my favorite part. When he starts beating on R2 with the cane. <laughs> yeah. Bye. 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 Uh, Gold. So yeah, I have takes to... him to like his little hut and everything to eat some beans and pine nuts. Yeah. One thing. So last night that was playing really. Well. Everyone was loving the comedy, and I shat all over Last Jedi for the comedy. And I was trying to think. All right, am I just being a bitter old man? It was. I don't know. Is it the same or is it not? Like it was funny because I was four and I grew up with it because that was pretty slapstick humor stuff, and I still love it. So I don't know. Well, that's because the whole well, Yoda, movie was Yoda, filled Yoda's with not that. bumbling around and accidentally doing stuff, though. Yeah, that's intentionally being an ass to test out this Luke Skywalker. Yeah, they're not like accidentally like taking out you know ATSTs. He's not yeah. riding around on race dogs that are gigantic all over the gambling. Yeah, planet. but like even okay, like I get I don't like the scene where Ray is Luke's training Ray and he's like pull your hand out and feel it and then he starts twiggling like tickling her hand and. That's something Yoda might do, right? Like, I don't know. I think yeah. it's stupid in Last Jedi. No, that was fine. So, okay. Keep going. Sorry. No, that was it. That was awesome. And then the turn. He's like, <laughs> I can't. The boy has no patience. He will learn patience. <laughs> yeah. The realization on his face. He's like, Yoda? Awesome. Yeah, and like my brother kept pointing out, Luke is whining the whole time. He is. It is very Anakin that we give mm-hmm. Hayden Christensen crap for. I think it's just a better director that just didn't make yeah. it as bad. Um, I agree. He made it relatable. Yeah. I like, am ready. Just... Ben, tell him I'm ready. Oh. I don't even know what we're doing here. We're wasting our time. Humph. Yeah. Oh, we're <laughs> Gasp. Yeah. <laughs> That was the one thing last night where because the audio was a little obviously different because they'd stripped out the music. Some of the sound effects and gas music, especially Luke when he was running away from the Wampa and just like, eh, gasp. It was all these just exaggerated sound effects <laughs> that found kind of funny. Um, all right, Scott, number four. Okay, number four is, uh, as we already mentioned, Han shoots first. Uh, it. it just kind of encapsulates why he's a badass. Um, even if he is sometimes relegated to comic relief. Uh, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they open this door, Vader's there, everybody else is like, what the fuck? And while well, everybody's still processing what the fuck, Han already has his blaster out and his shot fired yeah, out. Yeah, he's got probably one or two shots already in the air. Yeah, yeah. you know, he, he's not fucking around. <laughs> he knows the so stakes. Cool. Yeah, like his, you know, the whole like rogue mentality. Like, he's not going to wait around to see what happens here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he gets a couple shots off. I mean, for not, because it's Darth Vader. But, uh, yeah, just so cool that uh, that's exactly what Han would do. Um, it's it's a cool, like, moment of him being badass. And it's really the last, like, moment of him being badass in the entire movie. Because he's just relegated into torture and being frozen later. Uh, he took a swing at uh, Lando. Oh, that's true. He popped Lando. Mm. Well, he it was wasn't really tired. badass in that scene, though. But oh, he... but it was, he still had the energy for one last shot. Yeah. It's nice. Great scene. All right. Um, my number three is pretty much I have Darth Vader killing fools and altering deals. 
This is the movie they think Dude. that made Darth Vader Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Um, Make deal. <laughs> was it Kill, killing dudes, altering deals, get bitches. <laughs> Uh, this is as he kicks it. Anytime an officer makes a mistake, they're fucking dead. He doesn't fuck around. He's trying to kill his own son, recruit him, back, uh, turn his back on the Emperor if he could, changing deals on Lando the whole time. Just, ah, oh, he's so bad in this movie. Um, in the first one, you know, he's kind of Tarkin's little henchman. In the third one, he's being redeemed. So it's, and this one is just, ah, oh, so good. So. To me, Darth Vader, this is what made Darth Vader Darth Vader and just not giving a fuck and choking the shit out of everybody. So it's a question mm-hmm. for you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it was that uh, that he was so tolerant of uh, Boba Fett? It's like, Boba Fett's like, no, you can't do this thing because I need him alive. Like, why would Darth Vader give a fuck? He's already shown that he, he will, like, go back on deals. Like, why would he all of a sudden honor the like his word of this bounty hunter? He doesn't. I mean, to me, I don't think he cared about Han Solo. He didn't care about Han Solo, but he has this guy like questioning him, sort of. He just questioned him. I mean, the only thing he's yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he says is like, "What if he harms?" Like, I don't know. He'll compensate you. I don't give a fuck. I don't think he does care. It's just Han Solo is such such a minor thing. Again, again, he doesn't care about Han Solo, but like, like this guy is like. You know, like, why didn't you force choke? Uh, like, tell him what to do. Saying like, yeah. saying like, you get whatever you get. Get the fuck out of my face. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. It's just something that that stuck out to me last night. But I, I, I can see it from your point of view, where you just like, Vader just didn't care. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I think if Boba Fett would have like, hey man, you said this, then he probably would have fucking choked the shit out of him. But mm-hmm. all he did is ask a question, and he's like, no. And if he dies, we'll give you <laughs> money. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. That's how I've always interpreted it, but... Oh, he's no good to be met dead, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's another thing they did in the special edition. They forgot about that. They changed his voice. <sighs> so stupid. All right. Um, got Alex, number three. My number three is the second Yoda entry, and that is Yoda training Luke. Not quite a montage, but pretty awesome nonetheless. Knock him out the box, Luke. Knock him out the box. That's right. He straps on Yoda like a backpack. He's doing backflips or front flips and stuff going through the jungle. He's balancing rocks with the force. And then he pulls out an entire X-Wing right out of the water. Just to show Luke, listen, bitch, I'm a master for a reason. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And Luke learns a lot. Not enough, but at least he can <laughs> regularly use the force to do stuff. Now he didn't have to like concentrate or anything when he when he was fighting Vader and he just calls the lightsaber like pretty easily. Right. So there was some uh a lot of improvement from the beginning of the film through the Yoda training, but <laughs> yeah, still way not ready. He should have listened. Yeah. So let me ask you this, how long do you think Luke is there training? Well, we may have um, had this conversation before, I'm not sure. Probably non stop for like two weeks. Maybe three, however much, however many there I gotta were. I think it has to be Cloud mo- City. I think it had to be months, like, like at least yeah, like a couple months. Because that okay, remember, so they're flying from Hoth to Cloud City with without using lightspeed. Oh yeah, without using lightspeed, I forgot about that. So and Luke yeah. can just jump from Hoth from there to using lightspeed. So that they have that out there. 
that's another good storytelling thing about this. They have an out. You don't know. You don't know how long, but you can. You could say months. I think. Yeah. Or you could say weeks. You could say days. I don't know. Like, the, the, I, the long time also helps explain like how uh, the Empire had all that stuff set up at, at, at Cloud City ahead of time. Sure. They would have plenty yeah. of time to do all that stuff. Yeah. So I'll say months. I think at least a month, maybe more. Um, yeah. But it, doesn't, but it doesn't really matter. But I just like the fact that they have that out there. And it's yeah. so cool. I, I think it just would have taken a while. They didn't just for things to sink in for Luke. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then another thing, this is now that I've watched these other movies, I, maybe it would have been fan service, but so Luke having, you know, trying to do the X wing, he can't do it. He barely gets a little bit off, you know, out of the water and it falls. And then Yoda does it and, he does it, and it's it's cool, but it's it's just cool. But in Last Jedi, you see that Luke's X-wing is in the water, right? At one point, when he's on that mm-hmm. island, yeah, it would have been so cool if he would, for some reason, he had to fly off, and he just like snapped his finger, the thing just pulled it out of the water, and he jumped in and took off. Then I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fan servicey. I don't know if that'd have been cool or not, but something that uh, went through my mind there to show how much. <laughs> So much of a badass how much he's changed over the years. But now the more I talk about it, maybe that's kind of lame. I don't know. Yeah, from that director. Yeah. I thought it was super Not from that movie. I thought it was super cool how like him and Chewbacca have no screen time together. Even though they're in the same place. In which movie? In Last Jedi. Yeah. They have like one scene. They have like one scene, but like, really? Like I thought they were a little closer than that. Yeah. I get that Luke's a so like then... crotchy old man, but still. Well, Leia totally disses Chewbacca in uh, The Force yeah. Awakens, though. Yeah, that's true. Chewbacca's Scott. been shafted since the very first movie. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's a stupid dog. I'm a dog! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Al- uh, Scott, number three. Yeah. Number three is uh, Yoda Raises the X-Wing. Uh, awesome. It's just, uh, as you guys already said, uh, it's just a cool use of the Force. Um uh, Luke is obviously super impressed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think Alex put it best to be like, hey, I'm a Jedi Master, bitch. Just chill the fuck out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this kind of stuff you can do if, if you're willing to stick around and stop being whiny. Mm-hmm. But nope. Yeah. I can't believe it. Well, that's why you fail, dumbass. Yep. And then, and then it gets increasingly more difficult in the prequels. Or... Ridiculous in the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of have to... I, I do like in, in, like... That was one of the few things that I did like in the... Uh, uh, the Palpatine-Yoda fight. It's how, like, when Yoda throws the... Whatever, the suspender pod or whatever. Like, he has to wind that shit up first. Like, he doesn't just, like like you said, Jeff, does, like, Luke maybe snapping his fingers. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he has to, like, wind that up to, to get momentum behind it. Kind of give you some idea of like, kind of the limits of what they can actually do. I think that was just supposed to be a funny, cool effect. I don't know, but yeah, I, I do like. Okay, there's a line in Empire where he goes for not, for how so many years I had my own counsel on who is to become a Jedi and stuff. So you go back and you see that. That's you know that was one of the things the prequels tried to show. Whether they did it successfully or not, I don't know. But mm. it's interesting. Yeah, I still think Yoda's a bitch for running away and having Luke have to deal with all these problems that he failed in the prequels. <laughs> but well, that's another yeah. another story. Yeah. 
All right, uh, my number. I'm having such a hard time between two and one, um, but I'll have to do the Battle of Hoth is number two for me. The the at ads so cool. Last night, I just I still love it. Grandmaster Pycelle. Yeah. <laughs> Grandmaster Pycelle, aka mm-hmm. General Veers. Uh, the Harpoon and Tow Cables to trip him up. Uh, this is awesome. Those things just destroying the shield generators. Luke shooting up and destroying one with the bomb and his lightsaber. Um, everything about that battle is just uh, like I could see as a being hesitant as a Star Wars fan. Like after you saw the first one and you're an adult, okay, sequels usually suck. And that that first thing happens, you're just like, oh my god, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And that music and just that the way it starts off with them looking through the binoculars and you just see the small the foot, and then it scans up, scans up, scans up, scans up, and then scans out, and you just see this giant. Robot camel coming at you. Ah, so cool. So, so is General Veers the only Imperial general that shows up in the trilogy? Um, and even then, I don't think they didn't even say is did they ever call him General, or is this just something you knew? No, he says General Veers. Uh, yeah, yeah. General Veers. Uh, I don't know. Because he was on ground forces, he was a general. As opposed right, to being exactly. part of the fleet, then it'd be an admiral. So, I mean, the first one, there is no ground battle. And then Endor, maybe there's one, but I don't remember. And then in the prequels, <laughs> like Kenobi and Anakin are generals, right? Right, well, that, but that's for the... Yeah, but, sure. Yeah. You're right. Um, so, yeah, the Hoth battle. Uh, there it is, number three, or number two. Alex. Mm-hmm. My number two is, again, on Dagobah, but the failure at the cave. It really freaked me out. It's, it made a huge impact on me. Like, what the hell does this mean? Holy shit. He really shouldn't have taken any of his weapons down there. What an idiot. Ben. Yeah. And it did kind of foreshadow what happened later. Take like, a whop. He went to the cave. He didn't He didn't listen to Yoda. Yeah. I have to confess when... I, I said I saw it in the movie theater, but I didn't really know what the hell was going on. And then our bootleg copy was so it was a copy of a copy of a copy i never knew that was luke's face in there I could, it was so blurry i didn't know that until years later um, yeah it's so freaky i want to say last night so um with my brother and his wife annie who's she confessed this is the second star wars movie she's seen end to end and the first one was the phantom minutes i think and when that happened, she goes, it's over already. We can leave. Thank God. <laughs> no idea what was going on there. It was hilarious. Um, all right. Uh, Scott, number two. Okay. Number two is the good guys lose. So, yeah. Uh, yeah like lose. Like, yeah. The, like it, the, the title says it all. The Empire strikes back. Like, <laughs> they... They they come out uh not just come out on top of this movie but uh you know don't seem phased by the whole loss of the the Death Star um, and yeah it seems like a huge setback for for the rebel forces um, they lose a whole base um, just barely able to get people out of there um, yeah there's no there's no big aerial dogfight in this one so it's hard to say uh, if it affected like their their fleet at all. Um, probably not. I mean, they probably lost just a handful of TIE fighters in the asteroid. Oh, I mean, they lost 
maybe a couple star destroyers too. But right, but the Empire consolidates like a whole some territory in this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely in control of Hoth and uh, Bespin by the end. At any rate, uh, you know how strategically useful those those places are. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, just like from from a character standpoint too, like everybody loses something basically by the end. Um, they all kind of grow as characters, but yeah, there's a lot of loss involved. And yeah, I just, I just like that there wasn't this mega happy ending. Uh, you know, Luke Luke gets rescued, but they they lose Han, um, and it, it all was kind of crystallized in that final shot, which is fantastic, of uh, the remaining characters all standing in the the medical bay, looking out at the rest of the fleet. Um, and there's that long shot, and uh, Luke puts his hand around Leia's shoulder. Um, it just kind of shows like this. This is it. This is them out in the middle of space, all alone. Like, <laughs> like shit's real. This isn't like the first one where it was just this kind of grand adventure where they they came out on top somehow. This mm-hmm. is like this is war. This is they're alone out there. This is it. Uh, uh, just again, this is much better uh, uh, plotting and direction <laughs> than than pretty much any other Star Wars movie. Yeah. All right, um, my number one is the Han Solo frozen in carbonite chamber scene. I think visually, I could whenever I watch this movie, I rewind this thing three or four times. I just love the intro scene where, in the background, you see the stormtroopers leading Han, uh, Leia, Chewbacca with C three PO on his back, and you know what? In the whole thing, what if he doesn't survive? And the, uh, I love you. I know. Uh, the sound effects and just the steam going by Vader's face and the music and the Empire Imperial March and ah, it's just so cool. And Han just doing it, just like, yeah, whatever. Chewie, take care of her. Going out like Han does. Um, Chewbacca throwing around some stormtroopers like ragdolls. Everything, it's just the sound. I think it's the sound and the visuals, and then plus the, everything that's going on. I just, I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. <laughs> So mm-hmm. Han Solo, frozen in carbonite. All right, uh, Alex, number one. My number one is Luke fighting Vader. Okay. Very much a David and Goliath battle where uh, David loses. <laughs> yeah. Handily, you could say. Whoa, whoa. But yeah, we've covered everything. Uh, except for the awesome force jump. That Luke does. Like, <laughs> Holy shit! I didn't know he could do that. Yoda didn't do that. Yeah, but yeah, right before it got frozen, just yeah. In the fight, like uh, at one point, Vader has that super awesome glide that he does. Oh yeah, force glide. Yeah, I was telling Brian. Do you remember that in one of those Super Star Wars games that he would do that? It was so annoying. It was like an instant energy off your body. He would just like he'd fly at you with that glide. <laughs> I was like, oh god damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I never made it past the first level in any of those damn games. Uh, they were hard. So fucking hard. <laughs> um, all right, Scott, number one. Uh, number one is the the twist. The all time. Oh, that Yoda is actually a master. Exactly. Uh, uh, that uh, that Willow Hood um, is in fact a double <laughs> yeah. agent. He's taking out the core battery. Yeah. The memory battery is out of the computer. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- this is like the, the twist. This is the movie twist. This is what started the whole 
spoiler culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it does come right out of left field. Uh, I, I don't know. That even, even watching now, there's not like really any clues leading up to that. Uh, I, oh. Was. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you. Maybe there is a, an answer to this, but. Do you think this was not plotted out ahead of time? <laughs> no, hell yeah, it was. Yeah, I, there's rumor. I they always. I mean, Lucas says it always was, but then people have dug up old interviews with him and saying, you know, I don't know. I think it was. Okay. Yeah, because Kirchner went up to um, Lu- oh, yeah. uh, to Mark Hamill only when he and he told him it's like, look, this is the line that Dave Prowse is going to give you, but. Really, the emotions you should be feeling are because of this. And he only right. whispered it to him. Mm. Right, that's during production of Empire. But I thought Scott was asking, like, you're talking about from this first... Oh, from the, yeah, like, yeah. the pencil written in the notebook? Well, yeah. yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I mean, I don't think he so. says so, but I don't... I, I, th- I want to say he did, but... From a certain I point of view. Yeah. <laughs> Obi-Wan, yeah. you asshole. <laughs> uh, Obi Wan, you asshole. Yeah, this, yeah, but again, this is the twist. And <laughs> Mark Hamill, no, <laughs> his face is all scrunched up. It's not true. Sweaty. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yep, the big twist. All right, very good list, guys. I had one honorable mention, and it's um, Leia being like you seeing her being a leader on Hoth. You know, she has all the troops around her. No, Everyone's listening to her. She's giving orders, barking orders, telling people to leave, staying behind. Like, she would have stayed till the very end if Han wouldn't have taken her away. Um, I just love that. Like, Jedi, you don't see that. And Jedi, she wears a bikini, and she gets walks around with Ewoks. But in this movie, she's a badass. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's my honorable mention. Any from you guys? She could use a good kiss. <laughs> what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, let's yeah. rate it. Uh, seven for me. Easy. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what is it? Three, four? <laughs> what a dick. Uh, so, this is quintessential <laughs> sci-fi uh, along the lines of a Wrath of Khan uh, as far as sequels go. Um, and it's the, again, to use quintessential again, uh, pop culture, so I'll give it a seven. This is seminal yeah, filmmaking. Jackpot. And this is and this is <laughs> the best. The of jackpot. This yeah. is easily the best Star Wars movie for me, anyway. Agreed. Uh, it's up there. I still go between this and A New Hope, but either way, it's there. And uh, yeah, I didn't say at the beginning. Our scale goes between one and seven. One being crap, seven being perfect. So we just thought this was a perfect movie. You should too. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> All right, um, now into our crossover list, which is what? Somebody said. Okay, so this is uh, top five minor characters that basically we, we, that we thought were, were cool yeah, we or awesome them. that we wanted to know that, that should have gotten more screen time, or that should have had more story. Um, unfortunately, like Boba Fett did get more story and it sucked. <laughs> so be careful what you wish for. Exactly, but uh, this is, yeah, this is anything, uh, any anything across pop culture, movies, TVs, video games. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start this off. 
Um, so number five is from uh, a character that only pops up a few times, but it's always something that cracked me up, was uh, this doctor that had this big, white, bushy beard. Um, and everybody always called him Dr. Beardface. Oh, I know it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and he calls him Dr. Beardface. And he'd always get mad about it. And <laughs> as people were walking away, he would go, It's Beard Fosse! <laughs> yeah. In your face, Dr. Beardface. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Just such a dumb joke, but it cracked me up every single time. Dr. Beardface. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Almost as good as Turner and Hooch. Yeah, Hooch, I thought about putting Hooch on this list. So Hooch gets an honorable mention, because Hooch is crazy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Scrubs, if, uh, one, of, one of my, probably my favorite sitcom. But, uh, anyway. I'll allow it. Bid for say, number five. All right. Alex, you go ahead next. My number five is naturally from The Simpsons. And uh, since I haven't seen any of the latest seasons, and nobody should, I don't know if he's gotten a bigger role or anything, but... It all started out as a rival for Maggie that nobody ever knew about. <laughs> That's Baby Gerald, the baby with one eyebrow. <laughs> it's like Maggie that always gets mad with that one baby with one eyebrow. You see him just strolling down the street. Awesome. Who's, right. Whose baby is that? I don't know. Ah. Mm. Okay, Baby I... Gerald. I had a really hard time with this list, so I'm just going to, since I love Star Wars, mine are all going to be Star Wars uh, characters, and since, like I've mentioned that podcast before, Star Wars a character, I keep <laughs> plugging you guys. Um, so, um, and from this movie, I want to see more about Lobot. Lobot. Eh, low, 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 Lobot. Uh, mm-hmm. headphones on and, a, and an Apple Watch. <laughs> you can do that for Halloween this year. Just get Apple Watch and Beats headphones, and you can be Lobot. Yeah. Um, so let's do with you that. You do have to shave your head, though. Yeah, sure. Um, so there's a cyborg, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anti half borg. Yeah. So I want to know more about. I want a Lobot movie. Why is his name Lobot? Well, but it's obvious. There you go. So, number five, Lobot. Uh, Scott. Okay, so my number four uh, comes from Blade 2. Where they put together that the team of badass vampires to hunt the the mutant vampires, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, amongst them, uh, really the first time you see Donnie Yen in anything, uh, right. but yeah, Donnie Yen shows up as Snowman, and he's just fucking badass. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. Uh, <laughs> he just gets to be like this minor character that gets killed pretty easily, but uh, he gets to do some cool shit, and uh, it, he was exactly like that that one character in the Yak the Kusa, uh, episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, that one guy. <laughs> little guy. Little guy hasn't done anything. You know he's gonna do something cool. <laughs> that's that basically Donnie Yen's character. He's basically like more badass than everybody else on there. But yeah, he was unknown actor, so at least in in uh, Western cinema. So yeah, I want I want I'm seeing more of that guy, Snowman. All right, Alex. Uh, my number two. I guess he was a co-star for half of a season, but he just kind of dropped off the planet after the first season of Married with Children. And that's Lou. And not a lot of people know about Lou because he showed up so, like, infrequently. So I'm going to count him as a minor character. Who was he? 
He was Al's first partner at the shoe store. Oh, okay. Yeah, Remember, yeah, Lou, yeah. he was just another, you know, smart-talking white guy before they changed them to uh, Griff. And he was my favorite of all the Al shoe store partners. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Lou. Oh, nice. <laughs> all right, my next... See, I don't Please. know this... Go ahead. No, just like seven. They don't explain how he just disappeared. Yeah, I thought you were going to say seven at first. And I was like, God damn it. But I'll, I'll, I'll accept Lou. There so it is. Just, all right, my number four. Does Darth Maul count? He's too big of a character, huh? He's a pretty big character. Yeah, he's big. But he's like Boba Fett almost. Anyway, okay, fine. But okay. I wouldn't have counted Boba Fett either. But he's an obscure character. The only reason is because kids like this toy. He uh, says yeah. two things. Yeah, oh, that's... Okay. In the movies, like that's the thing is you go into books and shit like that, then yeah, he's not. Um, right, if you don't give me that, but I'm gonna take Niam Noob. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, he's like the best co-pilot in the galaxy besides Chewbacca, and we don't know anything about him. Other than <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That guy's a badass motherfucker because he shows up in the in the latest ones. He's still fighting the fight. Yeah, yeah. Force Awakened. He's still alive. Seen him. Yeah, I think he was in um, Last Jedi too. Uh, maybe. Honestly, he should be Poe Dameron's like superior officer. Yeah, yeah he's like, listen master. up, Junior. I fucking destroyed a Death Star. <laughs> yeah. So shut the fuck yeah, up yeah, and do what yeah, I tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, studied, yeah. studied under Niam Noob. By the yeah. way, he's a lot taller than you think, Poe. He's like almost like five ten. Niam Noob. Yeah, yeah. Because when you look at him in the in the. Uh, Co-pilot's chair. To me, he always seemed like he was like three foot tall. I thought you were going to say Oscar Isaac because he's not tall. <laughs> yeah, but no. At the end of Return of the Jedi, he shakes Wedge's hand or something like that. Yeah, right? he's tall, almost tall as tall as Wedge. Yeah, yeah. taller. <laughs> yeah. Like, Holy shit, he's tall. Yeah. Um. All right, that's my number four. So Alex Scott, number three. Okay. So. Uh, number three is uh, from Blade Runner, uh, the the Edward James Olmos character Gaff. Uh, so that was a very interesting character. He only shows up a couple times in the movie, um, mostly just to give Harrison Ford shit. Uh, but he's always like doing the little origami, um, and he basically like knows everything. Um, what he whatever that that thing is is open to debate. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he basically lets Decker mm-hmm. go at the end of the movie. So it's a, it's a very, um, interesting character. Where it seems like he's out to get Decker, but not really. Um, he's just kind of this weird cop, and he has the weird lingo, and the weird look, and he's got the, the cane, um, and they never explain any of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. So, yeah, it was really cool, uh, character, and Edward James almost does a lot with it, um, given his limited, uh, screen time. Uh, so yeah, Gaff. So did did he show up in the latest one? He did. He does. Oh, cool. Yeah, I still haven't seen it yet. I gotta pick up that movie. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is from the Matrix, the first and only good one. Not like this. That's right. Apoc really? and Switch, both of them. Oh, okay. Like the combo. I want to see how they got together, their friendship, how they ended up on the team. And then they just died like chumps, unfortunately. Stupid Joey Pants. Francis. 
See, you like those too. Like I would have took like uh, was it Dozer and uh, the other guy? Oh, the, the two brothers. The brothers. Doz- yeah. Dozer the Dozerian. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie. Yeah, Dozer and Reggie. No. Um, <laughs> what right was left. what was the other guy? Yeah. What was the other guy's Tank. name? Tank. Tank. Yeah. Okay, so Epoch and Switch. Nice. And no, no one wants Mouse. No. And then it was Link in the next one. Elon sleeves Bagano. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Want to buy some bit sticks, Neo? All right. So, but what what makes you want to see more about those guys, girls? Because they just, they were almost like opposites of each other. And it's like a yin and yang type of thing, visually. Like, she wore all white. Even her hair was all right. She was really pale. And then APOC was like all, you know, like the rest of everybody was all dark and stuff, but they were always, you know, stuck together. And even though they had like that really short scene at the beginning where they cleared out a room full of dudes, you could tell that they had been working for so long, just the two of them, that they already knew pretty much what they were thinking, like what each other was thinking. Right. So I want to see a buddy cop movie with both of them. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Um, My number... Three is um, that I don't even know his name. It's <laughs> oh, that, is it a man, a man, a man? No, it's not, <laughs> not, 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 not. it's Baba, Doctor Ball. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Doctor Ball is pretty hilarious. No, <laughs> the that little the guy with the dong nose on um on Star Wars: New Hope. The, like he's the spy that tells the stormtroopers where. Oh! Han and Leia, or Han and Luke, and Obi Wan are taken off from. Ah, son of a bitch! Yeah, I, sh- I should have looked him up. I should know his name, <laughs> yeah, but he's the. Oh, I just, I just found it. Garnadan is Zavor. Jesus Christ, Garnadan E Z Z Zavor. Garnadan is whatever, but yeah, he's got the goggles and the hood, and he's got this dong-looking nose-mouth thing, and then he's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the deal with that guy? Why did, why does he like the Empire? Oh, because he got credits, I bet. Or he got shot. The stormtroopers that didn't want to pay him. Yeah. So anyway, I just always love the way that character looked. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to. I'm not using like the super obscure ones. Like oh, you may have it on your list, but like ones that had to be pointed out to me years later. That doesn't count. So I had to have had interest in him as a kid when I saw him. Oh, nice. That's, okay, that's why this guy's on here. Um, all right, uh, Scott, number two. All right, so my number two, uh, going back to the Matt Granning well, uh, is Scruffy from yeah. Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he's used sparingly in, in the first four seasons, uh, but whenever he does come out, it's always fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but, like, one of the first times you see him, uh, I think it's Benner that says, uh, I've never seen this guy before. <laughs> Or heard of this guy before, and Scruffy says, "Scruffy ain't never heard of you neither." Yeah, <laughs> and then he has, and he has uh, one of my favorite lines, and not just Futurama, but anything ever, which is, "Prison ain't so bad. <laughs> you can make sangria in the turlet. Of course, it's shank or be shanked." <laughs> and then just, just other like little gags where they're like selling stock, and Scruffy takes off his hat and he emotionally says, "Scruffy believes in this company." Uh, just, just all these, these these little throwaway jokes that are always great. Uh, yes, the the janitor from uh, Futurama, Scruffy. That's good. <laughs> nice. I don't know that, but it sounds good. 
All right. Um, Alex, number two. My number two, and this guy you definitely will know, Jeff, from Seinfeld. It's Frank Costanza's lawyer. Why is he wearing a cape? <laughs> yeah. He's just walking around just thinking, what is that? And it's my father's lawyer. <laughs> and he's, he's played by uh, Larry David, one of the few times he's actually on screen and not just voicing Steinbrenner or anybody else off screen. And at the very end, he's saving that I was it Eileen? It was Elaine's friend and uh, Kramer's girlfriend, and they were pretty much psychologically torturing her until she wanted to commit suicide. And then you see this caped man go out on a ledge on the bridge to try and save her. Oh, yeah. Like, wait, who are you? I'm Frank Constance's lawyer. <laughs> that's, only, that's how he introduces himself. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, it was Larry David, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that chick, too, That wasn't she from... She's from like SNL or something, wasn't she? Anyway, mm. yeah, it's a good, good one. I like that. Why was he wearing a cape? <laughs> it was also uh, you said that Frank's divorce attorney, right? I guess so. Yeah, was that when they were getting divorced? Yeah, so that's why because Jerry and Elaine see him on the street and they're wondering about it, and then they finally ask, and that's when. George or somebody said, yeah, I heard, I heard your parents are getting divorced. And that's when George finds out. And he just, he opens, he turns on the oven, he opens it and sticks his head inside. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. So good. All right. Um, my number two, and hopefully you guys will allow me to have this. He's a big character, but he's still pretty. <laughs> the background character would be Wedge. Does that count? Which, that which counts? counts? No, that counts. Which counts? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. yeah. That got him. You know, he never gets a real introduction. He's just he's in the battles, and they go to him, and that's about it. And he blows up two Death Stars and uh, takes down a net at just does everything. Well, he didn't blow up the first one. He just took credit for that. Well, he survived. Now. That's good enough. Okay. He gave Luke enough time at one point. Sorry. <laughs> Classic Wedge, right, Scott? <laughs> Bailing out, yeah. <laughs> Classic Wedge. Um, yeah. And watching Empire the other day with him. I still don't know why he got all bloody. There's a scene, all of a sudden he's got blood on his face. How did that get there? I want to know. No, that wasn't Wedge. That was the other guy. Oh, I thought that was Wedge, wasn't it? No, that was the other part. The one that, uh, Echo 2. Remember? I found him. Repeat, I found him. It was that guy. Oh, that's right, because he dies in the battle. Yeah. You're right. Got a bloody okay. nose. He probably got knocked around a bit. Yeah. All right. Um, and then just, yeah, and he's badass in Return of the Jedi. Whew. Mm-hmm. I'm already on my way out. All right, that's my number two. He almost bailed out. Yeah. (laughs) Scott, number one. All right, so my number one uh, (laughs) is from The Big Lebowski. Uh, And I I realize, now that I I say it out loud, I could have gone with Donnie. um, But uh, Donnie is more important to the plot, so I don't know how minor he actually is. Donnie Yen? Anyway... Uh, <laughs> I don't remember him from Big Uh I instead I'm going with the Jesus, the, the John Turturro, like uh, rival bowler <laughs> with an attitude. The, <laughs> you go ahead and point that gun at me. I'll take it out of your hands and stick it up your ass and pull the trigger till it goes click. You don't <laughs> fuck with the Jesus. 
And then it has that little montage of him going door to door because he was a pedophile or a pederast, as Walter says. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just it, just typical Coen Brothers stuff where just kind of fleshing out the little world, the weird little world that they're in. It actually, has like yeah. no like part of the real plot at all. Uh, just minor character that John Turturro milks, and then you have the awesome uh, um, is it Gypsy Kings, Alex? That's doing the Hotel California, the mariachi version. Uh, I think so. I want to say it. It's them. It sounds like them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's he's doing the shimmy and he's like licking the ball. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just such a a great small character that again, not incidental to the plot pretty much at all, but uh, still great. Uh, a definitely added to the movie. The Jesus Agreed. number one. What's the state of breast bullshit? Nice. All right. Alex, number one. My number one. <laughs> Come on. Wilro Hood, of course. I knew it was going to be. <laughs> First, because I didn't know what this guy's name was. And then we at work, when I worked at uh, in Irvine, while I was back, we actually got our, a copy of a Star Wars catalog that had all the toys that were ever created up to that point. And one of them was like Wilro Hood, and I'm like, "Hey, I know this guy. He's from Empire. He's running away in this like the short little clip." And then my other buddy Don, he's like, "Yeah, he was carrying an ice cream maker. I know because that's the ice cream maker we had as a kid." And then just my Wilro Hood it, like interest skyrocketed since then. What was he doing? Was he running away with an ice cream maker? <laughs> is is that why he's so chubby? <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, I remember you're the one who told us about that. We were helping you move or something like that. We had just basically had set up your TV and there's no cable or anything. So you just put in a movie and, and you're like, oh, here comes Bilbo Hood. And we're like, what? And I don't get stumped on Star Wars trivia very often. And you're like, what are you talking about? And it's the ice cream man guy. And my brother and I were making fun of you. And then when it happened, uh, we were dying. So stupid. Watch that shit for like an hour in loop. Yeah. It's like a second and a half he's on screen. Yeah. You look him up on the internet now, there's a lot of fan love for Wilro Hood. He's got a goddamn action figure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you don't know what he's talking about, look that up <laughs> online. There's just When Lando does the evacuation signal on Bespin, there's people running down the hallway. Just look for the chubby black dude with an ice cream maker under his arm running down the hallway, and that's mm-hmm. it. An orange jumpsuit. An orange jumpsuit, yeah. I was the only one who cheered him last night when he showed up on screen. What? Yeah. Oh. I should have gone. At least in our section, I'm sure the whole Hollywood Bowl. There had to be a couple other people, but he said, Woo, Wilro Hood. Well, and then and then the uh the attendant in our aisle told us to keep it down. Did she really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I don't think anybody heard her except for me, and I wasn't the one making noise, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> hey, what would Will Hood? It was it was funny, like she said, Keep keep your voices down, please. And then two seconds later, uh, somebody else with us <laughs> yelled out something on the lines of, Take him out! <laughs> Which I'm sure, like, the rest of the bull did hear. <laughs> Acoustics, they are amazing. Yeah, they are. Uh, so, yeah. Little Hood is... I had to put him on my list because, like I said, I didn't recognize him until you told me. And that was, that was like, eight years ago or whatever. So, like, definitely not on my list. But that's a good one. All right. Uh, my number one, um, 
back to Star Wars, back to Empire. I can't pick one. I'm going to pick them all. Is the Bounty Hunters. Um, yeah. Where you first meet Boba Fett and Dangar and IG-88 and Bosch. And who am I missing here? Zuckus and... Uh, yeah. What's the other one? Uh, uh, Forlom? For for, yeah, Forlom. Forlom. Yeah. All of them. That... They were so cool. Like, there's just toys waiting to be made, and I loved them. I don't think I had them all. I think I only had Boba Fett and Boss. Boss, probably. <laughs> we don't need their skin. <laughs> we don't need their skin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> keeps going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of those bounty hunters, really cool. Uh, that, and they have so much fan fiction, or, or not fan fiction, mm-hmm. but, well, fan fiction, but also just stories about them. It probably ruins it. I've only read a couple of them. They're not so good. IG88, you can see his corpse in the uh, melt in the trash. Yeah, I love that story. That, that doesn't make. I'm sure that was just a prop they just threw down there, but it's so cool. About the Ugnots. Yeah, yeah. The Boba Fett based off of them and took them out. Yeah, awesome. It's so good. Um, so yeah, the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. Is that it? Any honorable mentions? Mm, um, the bar, the barflies from Moe's Tavern. There you go. I th- I thought about the three storms from uh, Big Trouble in China, but I think they're not quite minor characters. Yeah, I wouldn't call them minor. Maybe like who would be a minor character from that? Al Lung. <laughs> yeah, uh, he yeah. shows up. the The one guy that uh, asks, "Who's this guy?" He has no accent. One of the yeah. from the chain scene. <laughs> Who's this guy? Yeah. Oh, the, the the kidnappers, the guy with the with the gla- the center shades on. <laughs> yeah, that guy, <laughs> Unc- Uncle Chu. <laughs> yeah. Uncle what the Chu. hell is Gracie Law doing here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for Neem News. I'm Alex, and I like sports. It's time for Alex S- knows sports, sports <laughs> news ball. Sorry. So, uh, Grand Slams, pretty big deal, right? How many Grand Slams do you, do you guys think happen every year? Every year? Yeah, every mm, season. That's actually a good question. Uh, 50. I'd, I'd say 25? 30? Really? That many? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, I guess the Cubs were so impressed that... Uh, boat? Booty hit a grand slam. He was just allowed to just walk off. He didn't even run the base. He just walked out. What? Yeah, it's it's that's, that's a rule in baseball where yeah, if you if you do something that that is that impressive, the umps can just be like, you know what, nothing else is going to top that in this game, and they'll just call it right there. Yeah, and it's called a walk off because everybody just walks off the field and goes home. That's right. So what are you talking about, Alex? Yeah, there was the, the Cubs hit a grand slam, walk off grand slam to win, I guess, against the Nationals. Come on, you're a big sports guy. So okay, you just you're learning the term walk off. That's what's going on here. No, I already know what it is. I just explained it. Did you hear? <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay, Alex, uh, trivia for you. Uh huh. Or a question. What? All right. What What is a What is a cycle? What does hitting for the cycle mean? Hitting for the cycle? Yes. It's when you hit the ball, and then it goes to the first baseman, and then he just cycles it through to the other base. 
all in a in a round until he gets back home, and that's three outs. <laughs> that's actually one of your better answers. <laughs> we do these these questions it's sporadically. Close to being right. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I mean, if they I guess technically, if they don't drop the ball, the I guess it's out. literally in the same ballpark because we're talking about baseball. But otherwise, uh, yeah, that, that actually that that's actually not. The worst answer you've ever given to one of these questions, Alex. <laughs> there it is. Right. Should you inform him or just keep it as a Just keep it as is. Okay. I just told you what it is. Yeah, Alex, Alex explained it. Alex knows what it is. Yeah. All right, it's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, uh, starting off with um, something that's pretty annoying. Uh Although I did talk to somebody over the weekend that had different opinions about this, uh, but the, the the Academy Awards or via ABC or whatever because they run the thing and they want higher ratings, I don't know. But they're adding in a new category, uh, which will take effect in the the twenty nineteen one. So the one basically the, the awards that happened in twenty twenty, um, where is it a bikini competition? No. Uh, yeah. Instead, they're, they're adding a new category uh, for, um, I believe it was most popular movie. Uh, the idea being that uh, to give, to give uh, recognition to movies that maybe, you know, couldn't get in on artistic merit, uh, but otherwise <laughs> uh, made a lot of money in, in, the, in the box office. Um, this is bad for so many reasons. It's... It's bad. it's bad for the movies that are uh, that do get in artistic merit, and it's actually bad for the movies that get in in this category, because then it's just kind of a backhanded. Oh, well, you aren't doing real art either, even though even in the shittiest movies, all of Transformers, which would be for this category, uh, yeah. you know, there, there's still like a lot of artistry going on with with all the the animation and all the sound design and stuff like that, and all that stuff's worthy of recognition. It just isn't necessarily a good movie. Um, the the whole idea behind this again is is nebulous. You know what what is a popular movie? Like they didn't say there was like the movie that made the most money or the movie with the the highest score on Rotten Tomatoes or the user score on Rotten Tomatoes, whatever, whatever the case may be. Oh, um, I, who knows what formula or, or criteria they're going to use for this? Um, I think it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, the, the the Academy Awards, the Oscars often do get it wrong and sometimes horribly wrong. Um, and there, there are people that just refuse to um, include certain movies uh, if if they're in certain genres. So like all these Marvel movies, um, granted, a lot of them shouldn't necessarily be up for Best Picture. Um, but uh, yeah, like to never even get consideration, or or something like the the Dark Knight, like that absolutely should have been up for for Best Movie. Uh, and then it wasn't because it was a comic book movie. Um, yeah. And in a way, this is the Academy going, okay, okay, we get it. Like, you people get pissed off that we don't have the stuff at the award ceremony, so here's this other thing. And I, I don't know, I just think it's a dumb idea. Um, yeah. I know they already asked Mark Wahlberg about it, and he was excited. So. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Most popular? What? No. That's, exact, that's exactly what somebody else said this weekend when I brought it up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what you guys think. 
It's dumb, but I don't care about the award shows anyway. I watch them, yeah. but I, who cares what some? Yeah, that, that's it, that's. I know what I like. And yeah, that's that's the other. Yep. I mean, I always feel vindicated when when something I really like does make its way in there, uh, like Lord of the Rings or something like that. Um, it's kind of amazing to think that Lord of the Rings did get so much run in that, and deservedly so. Like to that point, there had been nothing of of that scale, that kind of uh, epicness as far as the. Mm-hmm. Combined shooting and uh, top of the line digital effects work, and just a lot of practical yeah. effects that were really great, like makeup and stuff like that. Um, but that went into making those movies great. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a waste of time. Uh, they, I think they they said they're going to start doing like the more technical categories, like over commercials, so people that get like the best sound editing or something like that. We won't see that live anymore for those of us that do watch. And make catty comments as I do, uh, or as I try to do every year. Um, so <laughs> there's that, uh, and then uh, a couple of smaller things. But real quick, have we talked about why they separate male and female awards? <sighs> Doesn't make sense. Like Meryl Streep should be able to be Jack Nicholson, or yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Why is it separated? That's that's a good point. Um, it's not like it's athletics where there's like a physiology. You know, like it's the same thing. Like I don't understand. It's not like you have a male and a female valedictorian in school, right? Like, yeah, I get, you're right. At this point, it just it does make sense. Um, other than just to ensure that streamline the whole show, too. You know, other than just to ensure that that there's two chances for people to get this thing, I guess. Um, at least if you're going by male and female, the the standard well, Hollywood well definition. Like the, the best Latino supporting actor, the best Latino. Right. Actor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You make a good point. I never thought about that before. Um, but then, yeah, but then, but, different roles, but at least, but at, well, at, at least this way, more people that should get recognition do. Because uh, if it was just like yeah. the, the the top five, then the people with fantastic performances that that wouldn't get in. Uh, okay. So at least, well, how about do this? Keep it separated, but then have just the best. Um, Thespian or whatever, whatever it is. Like, okay, so Meryl Streep wins for women. Acting. Jack Nicholson wins for men, and then who's the battle? Who's better? Do that. Okay. Nicholson. Yeah, I like how I'm picking actors that are like 100 years I, old. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Meryl Streep's got a mean right hook. Yeah. Uh, so, so there's, there's that. Uh, did moving along? Did did either of you ever see the Nice Guys? Uh, it was yes. a sh- oh, shame. No. It was uh, very fun. Uh, very very. Typical Shane Black movie, but again, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Ryan Gosling was was hilarious in that. Actually, uh, he's actually got some good uh, comedic chops, um, and I, I really enjoyed it. But uh, apparently, Shane Black is interested in making another one of those, uh, and I'd definitely be down for that. Um, so Shane Black is currently, well, I guess Predators wrapped, right? That's coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. So he could already be on to his next thing, his next gig. Uh, so yeah, I'm always up for this, this kind of crime noir that he that he does so well. Uh, so that is hopefully going to lead to good news. And then finally, uh, apparently Venom, the new Venom movie, might not be rated R. It could come in Ugh. come in at PG-13. Uh, somebody over at the studio might be getting cold feet, or maybe it just wasn't that 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 violent or. Uh, Adult oriented to begin with, and it was just easier to cut it down to PG 13. I don't know, but 
I don't think this yeah. bodes well. I think this is yeah. this this is kind of Sony's chance to get a little darker, uh, to get their own version of of. I don't say Deadpool because I think Deadpool's its own thing. Yeah. Like I don't. It, it'd be very difficult for someone else to pull it off. We kind of see what DC does with Shazam, which is uh, at, at least a lighter tone, anyways, as as Deadpool is. Uh, but yeah, this is the chance to do something more serious, more adult. And they might just hack it up into some PG thirteen schlockfest. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. The more I, the more I seen here about Venom, the kind of I don't know that I was ever that excited to begin with, but the my my enthusiasm is waning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, but PG thirteen and the Venom just don't go together. Yeah, and the character itself, yeah, is a more violent character. If they're gonna play him as an antihero, it should still be violent. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just have no faith in Sony making a good movie without uh, Marvel's help behind them. That's PG thirteen or not. That's my thing. So we'll see. Well, they they, they, mean, they had the original Marvel movies are PG thirteen. I have no problem with. I that. mean, Sony did have. I mean, it was forever ago, but they they did have the first two Spider Man movies. Yeah, forever. Yeah, ago. and then the other five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so <laughs> much. Four. Well, Homecoming yeah. was decent, but yeah, like, well, like Jeff said, that that had yeah. Marvel. They have Marvel's yeah. thumbs, thumbprints all over it, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's that's all for me. Um, Alex, anything you wanted to chat about here? Uh, nope. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, beat God of War oh. finally. The game is great. Go play it. All right. Jeff, go play uh, PlayStation uh, Four. Yeah, real quick. No. <laughs> not not much for me other than uh, they started shooting. The new Star Wars movie, which I don't know why I care anymore because I hate them all, but um, <laughs> I hate them all like animals. I'm, I'm still a Star Wars fan, so it's always exciting news. And then, just quick, I was reading some tweets today. It was kind of funny to go to the Marvel thing where it was like Chris Hemsworth's birthday. And he has a picture of the cake, and he's like, "Funny thing, right after this cake, my little kid ninja up on me and slammed my face into the cake, and now my my face is all burned. So maybe I can be the next uh, Deadpool if Ryan Reynolds will let me." And he like, uh, you know, copied uh, Ryan Reynolds on that. And Ryan Reynolds was like, "Funny story, my kid just took my eye out. So yeah, we can switch roles. That'll be great, or something like that. <laughs> Pretty funny. I like these big movie star actors just doing the comic book tweets for this nerds. And I know you're sitting in your high ivory castles with your beautiful families and whatever, but just millions pretend. of dollars. Yeah. And Victoria Silvestad, Playboy of the Year. Yeah, but just yeah, just pretend you still like this comic book stuff, and I'm happy with that. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>